What's up, Georgia football fans? My name is Scott Duvall, and you were listening to episode 252 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. I'm joined tonight by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller. We recorded outside once again. It got a little cold, and it got a little late. So we were trying to get this up as soon as possible because of the late recording time. Thus, no cold open, no fancy intro sequence. I'm sure some of y'all will be excited about that. But yeah, we're just going to go ahead and jump on into it. Here's Will to get us started. We are recording this live Wednesday. We did not tape Tuesday because we thought, well, we don't want to do it that night. We won't know who the president is that night, and it'll feel weird. Hmm. Well, here we are Wednesday, and we still don't know, though I think signs are pointing clearly. Uh, in it one- feels no more weird now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think it's clear that signs are pointing in one certain direction, but we don't uh, know for sure yet. Uh, so we don't have to go in the rabbit hole other than to say that uh, you listeners of the future may know who the president is uh, more officially than we do right now. Uh, my one note on this is um, uh, I hope that um, even if you are uh, one of those stinking liberals that really wanted uh, uh, Trump to lose, uh, if that is to happen, I hope that you have been humbled a little bit by some of the results uh, across the board and perhaps be aware that uh, both sides can be aware that if someone disagrees with you, they are not inherently a jerk. Um, and uh, I hope that that's my hope. If the, there's one good thing that comes out of the madness of these uh, uh, 40 hours, it is that uh, what do we say about the pandemic from the beginning? Don't trust anyone who says they have all the answers. And uh, I think that is a, a good uh, thing to keep in this. And I will say also, um, Georgia is still up in the air. We don't know actually who's going to one Georgia winter. It's possible during this podcast or tomorrow morning, uh, Georgia will announce. Uh, Georgia could give the election to Biden or it could keep the, the count uh, going in other states. Uh, but I will say for all the talk, I would argue even somewhat justified of 2018, of uh, all the Abrams and Kemp issues that were going on in there. Uh, uh, the, the Secretary of State, Brad, Brad Roethlisberger. I think it's Brad Roethlisberger, right? It's Brad Roethlisberger. No, no relations. Um, it's not. And it's not Roethlisberger. <laughs> it's not Roethlisberger. <laughs> it's Brad Roethlisberger. That's his name. Uh, no, the, uh, the Secretary of State uh, ha- uh, has done a terrific job. They have been, as someone that's been obsessing over uh, vote counts in states all across the country, Georgia has one of the absolute most easily to read websites they've been reporting and counting around the clock and uh, uh i think that uh i think that uh they've done a good job here so yep i agree if you voted yeah. good on you if you didn't guys come on it it's easily the most important part of um it's the most important civil liberty you have. I mean, for what it's worth, we're talking to a lot of people in Georgia, and Georgia may very well end up being the closest state in all of the United States, yeah. and perhaps one that can help decide the election. So yep. if you sat this one out, you yeah. uh, wherever you were going to go, uh, you missed uh, about the most power a voter can have on the planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. uh, so uh, you, you did that as well. Yep. Okay, so uh, there's football this week. Right, Georgia, Florida, guys. Um, I have to admit, this feels very weird because... So late. Uh, well, first off, it's late. Second Not off, the game time, but late in the calendar. Right. It, second off, um, if it's the weirdness of it now being March 217th, uh, <laughs> but it's also the weirdness of... This is the first time in, let's see, two, uh, 10, 11 years where I didn't even, even remotely ponder going. Mm-hmm. I had a friend... Clay Westbrook on uh, Monday night saying, hey, just happened to come into four tickets. You want to go to Jacksonville? I was like, nope, no can do. Um, already, already the, the weekend's booked. Can't do it. Um, which is, makes this shockingly like just another game to me. 
Um, and which is a weird place for me because if you've listened to our prior podcast, it is canon of this podcast that I think Florida is Georgia's biggest rival in the SEC, uh, biggest rival, period. A lot of that has to do with where I'm from in Georgia, in southeast Georgia. Um, but also, like this year, whatever road you need to – the road to Atlanta for SEC East runs through Jacksonville. Um, no different this year, guys. And we'll have a chance to break down the game in a minute. And I, I don't think it's um, – if you look at Florida's schedule, you look at the fact that Florida may still end up not playing all their games – it's a lot to expect Florida to lose two more football games if they they beat Georgia. And, and likewise, it's a lot to expect Georgia to lose two more football games if, if they beat Florida. And that makes this game very much, um, in, in some ways, a, uh, a, 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 I mean, it's a play-in game to a national quarterfinal, I guess. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and, and on top of that... You have two fan bases or you have two coaches that are looking at cementing some sort of place in the firmament. Um, there's been a lot of conversation about Kirby Smart, and I'm, I, for one, do not buy into the, if he loses this game, you know, it points to a certain trend and all these other things. But I certainly see where that narrative comes from and where that narrative can lead. I certainly agree that you are faced with a coach in Dan Mullen who has leaned into his particular um, personality quirks in the past few weeks and another loss to Georgia, particularly to Kirby Smart, particularly with this team down defensively, particularly with this quarterback, will put the Florida fan base in a place of, well, hell, we're never going to beat them, are we? And um, it's an interesting place to be and it's a good place, maybe a good place to jump off to our conversation about the game itself. But you know, underlying uh, underlying all of this is, uh, I personally think Dan Mullen got off easy uh, with just a twenty five thousand dollar fine. If you're going to fine um, Lane Kiffin for basically telling the truth, uh, feels like you should find a coach more for uh, going across and leading his team literally almost in a fighting charge across the field in the time of a pandemic when you're coming off a two week time where you couldn't play. And then running into the crowd and trying to... And then running the crowd, yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. And then showing up and making light of it, wearing the pith helmet, or, I mean, the dark dark Darth helmet. Darth Vader. It was legit yeah, Darth well, Vader. whatever. You know, dark, Darth Gator or whatever it was <laughs> he was trying to be. Uh, it, look, it's Halloween. I get that. But, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not this time. After what you pulled, probably not. So... Yeah. I think, uh, you know, Stu Mandel wrote in his athletic column this week about how, you know... What Mullins Mullins kind of heel turn here feels to him pretty calculated. Uh, I feel like that may be giving Mullen a little bit too yeah. much credit. Uh, too, too, much credit. too much credit, uh, but uh, certainly he has Florida fans jacked in a way that they have not been for a while. And I have to say, if I were a Florida fan, uh, I'd feel this is the shot. This is my shot right here. Oh, yeah. You've got Georgia with a lot of injuries. You've got Bennett looking wobbly, uh, and this you know, and you've got and you are scoring a ton of points and feeling like 
Florida's got its swagger back than it ha- than in a way that it hasn't in a long while. Now, for what it's worth, we've had a few, like we've talked about Tennessee being at that point at the beginning of this year. We've talked about in the past Tennessee being that or Florida being that. Like this is not the first time that a, a – uh, uh, I feel like it's kind of cool actually that Georgia is the team that uh, that the opposing team and their coaches uh, will do kind of gimmicky stuff to get fired, uh, fired up for. And it feels like the game that the fans feel like their barometer game. And uh, that's exciting. Uh, this does feel, uh, uh, however, like this is not a Georgia. We're, Georgia's not getting Florida at Georgia's best right now. No. Uh, and I and I think that is that's the concern. Uh, the question is how. To me, the question is not has Florida caught up with Georgia. We'll, we'll get into the details of the game. But if Florida were to win this game, I would not feel like, oh no, Florida has passed Georgia. What are we going to do? Um, the question is, is Georgia ahead of Florida enough in a macro talent sense to in a situation like this where you have a quarterback that's got that's, that's clearly struggling? You've got a lot of injuries, including very key guys. Are they still far enough ahead to win this game anyway? Um, with uh, with all the things that have kind of gone against them. Uh, I would think if you would have told me uh, the way we consider Florida and Georgia, I think I consider Georgia far enough ahead to be able to handle those kind of knocksbacks. But I do think whatever happens in this game, it won't change the fact that I think Georgia's ahead. The question is whether Georgia is far enough ahead to make up with all the, all the, all the, the, the bad stuff going on. Yeah. This is where Kirby gets to prove or show or kind of lay his cards out on the depth that he's been recruiting, whether it be defense or offense, because I mean, you look at you look at who we've lost is uh, with Rochester and Scene and LeCount and uh, Jordan Davis is going to be out for this game, and Monty Rice is still hobbled. Maybe Jordan Davis was uh, there was word today that he might awesome play. That in, would make in, me feel a lot better in certain situations. I have to think he's not every hey, play. even even if he plays fifteen snaps, yeah. Or, or less, yeah. uh, you know that that could be. But yeah, this is this is where the rubber meets the road because Kirby, you know, in the off season, February, uh, January, February, you know, you hear about, you read the articles on the Athletic about Kirby stacking classes, and how, you know they start ranking at uh, Georgia and Alabama, who's going to you know win out and be the number one um, recruiting class, and and Florida's been languishing a bit, and. Um, you know, this is uh, the true test. I mean, this is an early indicator, but I'm not I'm not breaking any news here. But it's really the Kyle and Kyle show for Florida. It's Kyle Pitts and Kyle Trask. Trask is having a Heisman like season now. Maybe Georgia takes uh, him out of the Heisman running this year, or he vaults him uh, even further. But yeah, Kyle Pitts and Kyle Trask. That's an early uh, terrified lean. Uh, especially with the, the 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 depth problems or the inexperience problems, that's that's the better word that George is going to be experiencing in the secondary. Well, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that Kyle Pitts creates matchup problems regardless of who you have covering him. Um, the the one thing that I've been thinking about in this game when you when you look at what Florida tries to do is they they like to run the ball ball more than you give them credit for. Um, so I, I was I went back and looked at their pass charts because I was thinking well, they like to run the ball more, um, uh, which you would think okay they're going to be taking deep shots down the middle to try to draw those guys back. They're not doing that. They've thrown, I mean, the preponderance of their passes have gone to the right side uh, between you know fifteen to twenty five yards, um, with the vast majority to the outside on both sides, uh, more to the right than to the left. Um, They've thrown something ridiculous like 16 passes over the middle. 16. 
I mean, and they're they're passing offense, right? I mean, but I think a lot of us have been seduced by some of the video we saw out of the early season games with Kyle Pitts running free and um, oh gosh, what is the Tony? Uh, uh, yeah, Kadarius Tony uh, in, in in kind of the mismatches he creates because of his speed. Uh, and he's look, he's legit. He's going to be the fastest guy on the field, right? And I don't, I don't he's say there that. He's Michael Hardman, right? I don't say that lightly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has world class. Short touchdowns this week. Nicole, yep. Nicole Hardman. Yeah, Hardman did good, yep. good. Um, so you know, I think part of what that concerns me about all the defensive losses, uh, when you couple that along with the fact that that Trask and and Florida's offense is really predicated on getting rid of the ball fast, um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Because a lot of what Georgia tries to do is um, push the line back, push the pocket back, and and put quarterback stress quarterbacks and put them in bad situations. Um, we did it with Mac Brown. Uh, Mac Brown, Mac Jones. He yeah, Mac Brown left to catch a plane. Uh, we did it with <laughs> oh, Mac wait. Jones yeah, in the first no half uh, against Alabama, for example. I mean, we we were effective in getting uh, not just in his passing lanes, but collapsing the pocket around him and putting him in situations where he's making um, difficult decisions. Um, I don't – it's going to be interesting to see how Lanning handles that. I don't expect us to try that as much. I do expect us to uh, to, to switch around looks to bring pressure from different places uh, and, and maybe even slide um, – you know, kind of use a cover two to slide someone down underneath when you blitz from a weird place. Um, the good news is, is like I, I don't think we're going to be in a situation where we're asking our linebackers who really have to run fit well in this game in order to put Florida and make them one-dimensional – you're not going to ask them to make hard decisions about coverage, uh, whether pass or run. I mean, even though they do run RPO some, they don't do nearly as much as they uh, they're going to run more. Um, I, I'm trying. Oh gosh, who was? Oh, Dak Prescott. I mean, they're essentially running the offense they ran with Dak Prescott um, a few years ago at Mississippi State, where you know you basically asked Prescott to make quick reads, get rid of the ball fast. Um, Trask will run the ball a little bit. But you know he, he does have a pretty decent arm. Um, although they're not going long a lot, he he can get the ball out fast and he got the zip on it. And you know that begs the question. You know I still feel like Georgia's defense is I'm not too worried about him. I mean again, yeah. I, I'd like to someone point out on Twitter that uh, that you can just use the headline for last year's Kentucky uh, uh, podcast, which was Georgia shuts out Bulldog shuts out Kentucky and everyone's still and everyone's so mad. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's yeah, that's right. This, that may just be the the the. The plight of Kentucky from now on is if they're going to play that boring. As long um, as Stoop is there. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about the the Kentucky game. I I, I went back and looked at um, some key plays uh, in the Georgia game. I, I I was only half joking when I said that um, that first drive was Quaaludes to Kirby, right? I, I'm... Uh, the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced, right? We ran the ball down their throat. All were positive rushing plays. 12 rushes and a touchdown. At, at which point, I have to assume Kirby or Monken or somebody said, well, why do we need to throw if we can do this, mm-hmm. right? And uh, look, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I think part of that does necessarily mean taking the ball out of Stetson's hands because the fewer times he throws, the less likely you are to have some sort of mess up. Um, the corollary to that is that he did throw – he did throw a straight-up dime to Washington. He also threw another beautiful pass on a wheel route to Cook. Uh, and the third the, – the, I mean, it was essentially an arm punt. It was an interception, but the long pass down on third down at the 50. Um, that was another long pass. Um, 
it's not that they're afraid of taking shots with Stetson. They are, I think they're afraid of putting the ball in his hands and asking him to win a football game. Um, and in, in that way, yeah, I'm probably afraid of that too. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think, like, if we come out and run the ball down Florida's throat, 17-3, guys, 17-6, 17-9, I mean, it's on the table. I guess. I You know, I think that it just, you know, I mean, Kentucky – just played so much into what into Georgia's hands yeah. offensively. Mm-hmm. Like Kentucky's offense is like if you were to construct an offense A to struggle against the Georgia defense and B to have a game go two hours and fifteen minutes, <laughs> it's Kentucky, right? And yeah. Florida doesn't play like that. Florida doesn't play like that. And uh, I'll put it this way: um, if Georgia gives up fourteen points to Florida, I think it is more impressive than giving up three to Kentucky. And, yeah, and, I think that's probably definitely. right. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, the, but my point is that is. Let's say 21 is an average game, and with the injuries, that seems reasonable. Are we, are we sure that, are we sure they can get that? So you're saying, can you score 24? Can you score 24? Can yeah, I think you can score 24. We can did, you score we did two and a half quarters against Alabama. Yeah, yeah, but Alabama's defense. I mean, yeah, well, you're right, but like, yeah, yeah, but I think that. Of course, that's the question, too, is that was also a game where they were throwing a lot, right? <laughs> that was a game where you, you were trying to score that many points. Yeah. Is Pickens going to be back? As far as I know. Okay. I, I, I hadn't heard anything otherwise. Um, like, the, the thing is, is if you score 28 points in this game, that means you've run the ball down their throat so much. Or Florida's taken a lead on you, and you feel like you have to score that mm-hmm. many points. I think this is clearly a game where they want to win 24-17. Or twenty seven seventeen. I think that's the goal of the game like this because if you're playing Florida's type of game, I might be Kirby Smart. I want to win that game this way too. <laughs> oh, I, I, I would. I am pro that. I am pro that. I am pro however it is done. But a, a lot of this then comes once again to the way they start. You know, and and there's, that's been an issue a couple of times this year of a of a, of a miscue early or or just a, whether it's a bad snap or whether it's an interception or whether it's a fumble. You know, it feels like this is not a game where you want to be on your back feet to any stretch of the imagination. And uh, if if it can run, like Kentucky was perfectly happy to play the game that Georgia wanted to play. Florida will not be, and Florida will be very eager to try to poke at spots in the Georgia defense because of some of the injuries they have. And I think that the question is then the depth, the, the class on class on class, and the depth and the depth that, that Georgia's making uh, has built up, is that enough to, to offset that? Are, are they going to be able to find those holes? To me, that's the question, because if they find them, then you don't, and again, you know, I you know I've made it clear I'm more skeptical of, of Bennett than I think some other, some others are, uh, but I do think if he if they have the game against they have against Kentucky and they're able to do that and they're able to keep Florida on their back foot and make them be the one trying to make plays, I think Georgia is in a really good spot. The problem is if it goes the other way, it really only kind of takes one mistake. This is why people mm-hmm. don't like manball. Because the problem with manball is all it takes is one mistake and then you're right on your back foot again. And you see in the Alabama game how that cascades. And I think there's been this thought that, like, well, you know, they were with Alabama for three and a half quarters, two and a half quarters. And that's absolutely true and it's impressive and they should be committed for that. But the problem with that is if you make one mistake, mm-hmm. it just falls apart. And that is what worries me against a team like Florida who can score on you against a Georgia defense that has some injuries. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that, that Lanning, I assume they're focusing on this week, is uh, keeping plays in front of them. Um, Florida has one of the highest rates of yards after catch um, in, in the SEC. 
Uh, it, that's all Kyle Pitts, and it felt like two-thirds of that was in that first game of the season where it felt like every pass thrown he was running free. Um, it, it, there is going to be a premium on Georgia tackling well, especially in the secondary. Um, and and as important as importantly to that is really stopping up that run game because if you put Florida if you let Florida get in a situation where they can they can stress your defense sideline to sideline and also you're playing backwards because they're running the football I mean that's that is just a recipe for disaster um, on the other hand if you um, if you make them take long marches down the field. And put them in a situation where they're having to make hard decisions about, okay, it's third and six. What, what play do we run here? Um, they uh, they're they're they are decent at converting third down, but you, um, I think at some point this this could play into uh, Mullen putting all his eggs in the beat Kirby basket. Uh, if he gets third and six, he's thinking two downs every time, uh, especially if he's in positive yardage. Um, to me, that plays into Georgia, right? If you if you if you get in that situation and you hold them in that situation, you're 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 actually dictating game flow to them. Um, I, I mean, do not be surprised, guys, if we come out in, in the first our first drive, we run the ball and see what happens. Uh, because I think I think you're right, Will. I think I think Kirby's perfectly content winning this football game, twenty four seventeen. But of course, he's perfectly content winning every football game 24 7. Well, no, no, no. Which is great, which is yeah. one of the yeah. awesome things about having Curry's as your coach. But again, like, it's easier when Kentucky cooperates. So, what do you think the matchup with the two Todds, Todd Munkin versus Todd Grantham, is going to uh, match out with the, the chess game in this, in this uh, matchup? Because, you know, George has kind of had Grantham's number. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, I don't, knock on wood, I don't think he's ever beat Georgia. Uh, even when he was at Louisville in the Belk Bowl. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting to me because, you know, I almost wonder, and I, I, I read it and I think it was, uh, it was one of the athletic pieces. It wasn't Seth. Somebody was kind of given the idea that maybe this is the long con <laughs> that Todd Munkin's doing, especially when you look at Kentucky and what they did, and maybe they were just, you know, and who knows. Yeah, maybe we talked about this in the Sunday show, right? Mm-hmm. The idea is that what that, it was? Yeah. yeah, they're setting it up. Uh, who knows? But that, I mean, it never it, turns out that way. It, it, it doesn't. Right. Yeah, always yeah, say I, that. I think you're right. Every time they look boring, we're like, yeah. oh, they're holding oh, it on. In the powder dry. Boring. Right. Um, you know, you bring up a good point. When I when I was was thinking about bringing it up a minute ago, is the Todd Grantham emotional blitzing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> that is <laughs> poor one out for our friend Zach Rowell at, uh, at LSU. I'm fine uh, he that. he introduced me to that to that <laughs> that term. Uh, so I, you know, look, he, I, have do, I have to tell you, in the last 48 hours, I have been doing some emotional blitzing. <laughs> it is worth noting. Uh, I, that is a, that is a fair assessment. <laughs> so you know, Grantham is he is not afraid to blitz on first down, second down, third down, fourth down when you get off the bus during halftime. Uh, yeah, so it, I was sitting here saying, I was like. I come back yet again to the um, to the notion of Todd Grantham's the adult on the sideline and you're the head coach. Yeah. Wow. But <laughs> That's um, a crazy play. Wow. So um, <laughs> I, I think I think you do set up an interesting some interesting thoughts uh, with the blitzing, especially considering um, my concern. Uh, I'll, I'll lay out the concern first: is that um, Stetson has a tendency to lock on receivers and not be great at picking up whoever's open. 
the upside is, is like that does create a lot of opportunity for your guy to be open, especially if you read that blitz early and figure out where he's coming from. Because, uh, um, and because the corollary that is, Stetson's got wheels. I mean, he's well, not afraid and, to run the football. And that's the thing that I would, if I were coaching uh, Stetson from what I've seen, watching him, it seems like when the play breaks down, he's better off just to take off instead of trying to make something happen with his arm. Except that one where he... there's a pylon near. But, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, sure. yeah or, or a... a <laughs> every, every, every play, there's a pylon 10 yards down. Yeah, or a six foot five uh, defensive lineman with his paws up. But Yeah, yeah well... Yeah. And that's something like that's something he's, he's got to figure out, mm-hmm. right? He... Uh, mm-hmm. He literally tried to throw that pass that was intercepted mm-hmm. down inside the the twenty. It he does feel like it's gone beyond just like, hey, they're keeping their hands up all the time. No, 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 they no, are, no. But like, he is, he's got to learn. To, he's got to learn to find his window, right? I mean, look, every quarterback, even even Ben Roethlisberger, not not Ben Raffensperger, <laughs> uh, would would. T- I mean, he's what six nine or something. Yeah. I mean, he he's like you got to find windows, right? You that's Pittsburgh Secretary of State, Pittsburgh but, Secretary of State. Uh, so <laughs> you've got to you got to find windows and. Right now, that is not something Stetson has shown the ability to do. Um, but on the defensive side, is that um, I, I think it's I think it's plenty realistic to think that we are going to we're going to keep Trask uncomfortable. I do not think it's realistic to expect a bunch of sacks in this game. I, I, that's just Mullins' offenses are predicated on getting rid of the ball fast, right? They don't, despite. Um, Nick Fitzgerald, all right. That when remember, let's oh, yeah. back to the good days when we remembered finally of like, oh wow, this game could be something more. Um, yeah, that team was really good at uh, lineup and jacking the ball. That's because Nick Fitzgerald, uh, he he was literally was six nine and could throw the ball four hundred seventy five yards, but uh, on one throw. Um, that's that's not what they're asking Trask to do. Uh, he has a number of long passes. There are a lot of catch and runs in there, and um, when you when you put Florida in a situation, and this is not analysis, this is common sense. You put Florida or any football team in a situation where they're second and long, and you've taken uh, put them in a, where they can't run their entire playbook. You just make it a little easier on yourself. Um, I have to think that Lanning and Kirby are evaluating what's the best way to do that. And frankly, I think the best way to do that is. Um, Make Trask uncomfortable, whether that be with uh, weak side weak side stunts or blitzes, because we haven't we haven't really blitzed a lot. We've done a lot of four four man pressure. We'll we'll send a fifth man. We haven't brought the house. Um, so if you get a situation where you only have Tony or you only have Pitts in the game, it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me in the least if you bring the house. You just bring everybody. Uh, if, if they score, they score. But what you want to do is you want to get in in Trask head early. For heaven's sakes, don't hit him late because God knows what Mullen will do. But um, you know that that was um, they. Frankly, Missouri had gotten under Trask's Trask skin a little bit in the first half uh, with with the amount of um, with the amount of pressure they're getting on him. He he is not unflappable. And I heard you say Heisman Trophy candidate. And fine, he keeps he keeps putting up three hundred yard games. He'll be in that conversation. Um, it is worth noting that um, the the really good defenses he's played, um, which I guess is limited to Georgia right now, uh, well, LSU last year, he has been um, pedestrian, um, and not not bad, just pedestrian. And um, 
that even in the the Texas A&M game, which was their lowest, and they lost, but they were their lowest yardage outputs, um, he was merely pedestrian, right? He, they they ran the ball better than they threw the ball, and that's because A&M basically said, we're taking something away. you got to beat us with something else. I think Georgia will do the opposite. I think Georgia will make them throw to win uh, because I think they feel more comfortable knowing they can stop the run and also put Trask in a situation where he's making bad decisions. I mean, Trask last year was 21 of 33 for 257 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Right, uh, he's going to get his yards. He's going to get his yards. He'll, he'll, he could get two touchdowns, right? But if, if right now, if we keep Trask to two touchdowns and two hundred fifty yards, take it. Um, is do we? Uh, how many interceptions does Sets have been? Well, I mean, and I think I think that's a good point, right? You know, if all other things be, I mean, look, Fromm had an interception last year. Yeah, well, one interception is fine. Yeah, one interception I'm not is fine. One, right? Um, you know, no pick sixes, right? I, 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 but I mean, that's you know, we won. It was a seventeen fourteen game. Do I remember that? Twenty four seventeen. Twenty four seventeen. But remember, they had they were they had a chance to drive. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. it was a yeah. it wasn't the most thrilling uh, nail biting drive, but they had the ball back late mm-hmm. to be to be able to make that run. So, and we intercepted it, right? Yeah. Does that that's how the game ended, right? I think it ended with a. Uh, this is great no, they had, a t- they had a touchdown, and then uh, Georgia ran out the clock for the last three minutes okay. and 11 yeah. seconds. Manhood, Robin. I think I'm thinking of two years ago. Yeah. I think you're I'm right, yeah. But you know, we, one of the things that, that also gives me um, – it makes me feel good is, is, is Jake Marta. Um, he has been a difference maker in field position for Georgia. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to lean on him, right? I don't want to constantly put – Constantly say, "Yeah, we yeah. made we made Florida drop ninety yards every time." This is this is a great joke. When I was a, a fan of the Phoenix Cardinals football team in the nineties, when they would always have one guy to the Pro Bowl, and it was the punter. The punter, yeah. And it was always, mm. like, it was yeah. like, "Hey, the Arizona Cardinals, Phoenix Cardinals got their one. They, they've, yeah. they've got that strength. That kicker guy. guy. Yeah, if he's your star, something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, well, but still, I know. I, I think he's. he's uh, I mean, he's awesome. He is awesome. Um, you know, offensively, I think we will continue to see. I don't think there's any any doubt that that Monken's going to want to run the ball some um, because you know you can't you can't throw the ball to Kyle Pitts if you don't have the ball. Um, I think the trick's going to be peppering in enough of those um, pass in the middle, getting Kyrus Jackson involved in the offense again, uh, and frankly keeping um, whether it be Washington Fitzpatrick or um, not Lou Ford. Gosh, who's uh, Washington? Who's, oh, uh, Fitzpatrick and oh, Trey McKinney, meow. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting those guys involved in the offense can because there are there are mismatches there, if, especially if you get Washington one on one with um, linebacker. Because you know, other than Brenton Cox, right now the Florida's linebacker core, linebacking core is probably their their, their weakest spot on the on the defense. How uh, do you think that'll be handled? The Brenton Cox. Part? I'm sure he'll be classy about it. And um, I mean, how do you think that you think they uh, use his emotion for this game to kind of take him out of it or? They're not playing mind games like that. They're just going to... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have a good sense about... Because he has been talking a lot, or at least preseason, he was talking a lot. Yeah, I don't I don't have a good sense of kind of what his place was with his teammates, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think if Georgia ends up facing Ohio State in some game down the road, it'll, it's going to be far more made of it uh, in the media and others, not with the team, the teams. Um but I can't say that about Brent Cox because I don't really know other than, you know, he, you're right. He has talked a fair amount in 
Um, he's also played really well. He has played. He's played great. I mean, it's, he's shown the promise that he got recruited to Georgia for. Um, but that all should, should also should show you a little bit that like he is probably the star, or at least the one A star on their defense. And he he is a guy that legitimately left two years ago because he was not going to crack the depth chart. Which gets back to what Will said. This is a game where you you or you said it too, Scott. You're testing the theory about stacking talent on talent now. Because we are facing a, a fairly interesting injury situation. And the fact that we're not talking about some plucky walk-on that no one recruited uh, playing defensive back right now. I thought you were going to say quarterback. I was going to say, well, we're only just talking about the guy that's playing quarterback. Well, we are talking about the guy that's playing quarterback, right? But that's, I mean, some... Yeah, but, the, with, but without replaying on that ground, some of that's outside of Kirby's control. Yeah, yeah and also, like, the two guys behind him... Right. Are like really big recruits. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not it's not like oh which of the walk ons are we gonna choose like yeah so yeah sorry I'm taking care of podcast business it sounds so good on the it, it does on the it mics. does sound good so well interesting um, thing that I looked up uh, a couple things was uh, the get in price. For this game, because you know tickets are, I think there's going to be what eleven thousand, fifteen thousand people, I think seventeen thousand, seventeen thousand. Uh, get in price as of this afternoon uh, for the upper deck with fees, uh, one hundred thirty two bucks. That's which is pretty good. I mean, that's a pretty good price. That's cheaper than what it usually is, right? Yeah, uh, give or take. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that might be. That might now, be if you want, if you want lower level, like end couple, zone two eighty. Yeah, that's a normal price. Yeah, that's a normal get-in price. This time it is also worth noting that when, for Jacksonville Jaguars games, they're having about this number of people, and they're not selling the games out. <laughs> so, like, you can like you can go to Jaguars dot com and buy tickets to a Jaguars game right now, as opposed to getting them from a second. Forty bucks. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, no. You actually be smarter to buy them from StubHub anyway, because they'll be cheaper there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is. Uh, uh, so I, I have to say, my uh, my my son William is a diehard Browns fan, and I think we're going to go uh, to, ja- to yeah. Jacksonville Good. Uh, nice. in November. I think we're going to go. It's like his old birthday present, and uh, I, I made my first. Uh, I went to the Atlanta United game on Sunday, and they won. And they won, and it was really fun. I have to say, uh, you guys, you, uh, you've talked about how uh, good the distancing is in uh, at Sanford. It was terrific. At, uh, at the roof was closed, which I would have not preferred, but other than that, uh, you had so much like I. It was safer than just about everything else I do. <laughs> like I'm, I'm much closer to you guys doing this podcast than I about by a factor of like. To be fair, we've been making out throughout this entire <laughs> podcast, um, but then, then we are at. Uh, then it was a good experience, and so uh, I mean, I have I, such smooth skin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is by the way, is my understanding that there are going to be some fans allowed at Georgia basketball games this year? Oh. Yeah, I, I saw yeah. fifteen hundred maybe. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and you can get a cutout of yourself to go in the stadium at Sanford. Oh, that's right. For uh, Mississippi State yeah, and Vandy. And Vandy. And like for a modest fee, have it transferred over to San, uh, to, to Stegman. So, now, did they ever find your cutout for the Cardinals? They mailed it to me. They actually, we just got it this week. Because we found that you were able to look on the website and find it. But at the end of the year, they mailed it back. Did you ever see it on a TV broadcast? I never saw a TV broadcast. You could. You didn't a, get injured by a foul ball. I didn't get hit by one. I was in a bad spot. Because I was also, they have the tarp. They have those little tarps on the first and third base line. And so, like, we were behind that. Mm. So, our we actually had obstructed view seats <laughs> from our cardboard cutouts. It's a little annoying. But it is actually pretty cool because, like, they, they mailed them to us. They're in my father's garage out in Winterville. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, it's a really fun. They've got 
got the, the little because they had the little hooks on the side yeah. that they would tie them to the, to the thing. So to have that that feels like something that we're going to have forever. To have like yeah. I, I would recommend if you get a chance to do it. Never minding the fact that like you're doing something in the game and maybe you'll be on TV. You'll just get this memento of this crazy crazy year, and we'll have that for like forever. I'm going to have these three cardboard cutouts, and like someday my kids kids are gonna be like why what are these things like oh let us tell you about the spanish flu of uh of 2020 <laughs> and uh so i don't know i feel like anything to commemorate this time i think is a, is a cool thing well, just do. think if somebody zoomed in during our uh georgia florida pregame show last year and said tony uh, 365 days from now you're gonna have the opportunity to have a cardboard cutout instead of actually going to the game at sanford stadium you, i mean it's just it's bizarre to think about uh yeah it, it there's <laughs> among all the things that are yeah. bizarre to think about in this year, uh, that is among the most. Because, of course, 365 days ago, I would, there was no way I could have conceived of not being able to go or right. not having someone call and say, I got tickets to Jacksonville. Want to go? And me were like, no, nah, I'm just a hard no, dude. I can't. I mean, I'm not even thinking about it. Right. right. It's. um. Um, so where we live in a, a couple and of there's other, also no party by the way like, no. like yeah that's the and that's probably that the hardest feels part like the like, deal, right. right I was like they sell beer and wine yeah. it's like twelve ounces drink liquor yeah I mean the WLOC this year yeah world's largest cocktail I don't know like gathering WLOCG yeah, and it's not yeah. I mean, it's not a thing right I mean I, I they're not uh, they're selling beer and wine in the stadium yeah but that was that was the get back yeah right right no I mean. Obviously, they have private parking lights, and right. I, I assume people that the I assume there's going to be a whole thing with them. But you know, I, I know plenty of people that are still going to Amelia and St. Simons and yeah. Jackal and but all which, the which is, doing. I think, is that's the different situation, right? Yeah. Right, but they're like, not going to the game though. Yeah, and and and, and, and the surrounding thing, is yeah, just, it's just not around. No, it's and very. It's going to be a very different scene. Uh, you know, I'm I'm 95. Uh, I mean, I, well, I know Robert Wolf's going, and yeah. you know, I I normally tailgate with him when I'm in Jacksonville, and. I it's is the thought of going down there and not going to lot A and not having a party and all the things that go to that make the game in Jacksonville part of the game in Jacksonville it's um it's 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 really bizarre to me and and I'm still having a hard time processing right even though I've been to two games here at Sanford I'm still having a hard time processing what that is going to be yeah. like going to Jacksonville just showing up for the game mm-hmm. just another example of just how this year is no matter what happens this year. You're just fortunate that you got to have it. Yeah. Because uh, we got matching tonight. Yeah. I mean, it's so crazy. There was the first. I mean, think about Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. And to me, that's another reason because people are going to freak out if Wisconsin ends up. Making the playoff or playing in the, in yeah, the have championship, to, they have to play a minimum of five games. And I feel like they, they could get they're going to get because there's an extra game that gets added on the schedule at the end yeah. of the year mm. where they play. For, well, then it would be a big championship game. But even if it's not, you know, uh, so like they're they're, they're going to get to five. The question, uh, I mean, unless they have like another outbreak, yeah. which is as I suppose possible. But at that point, you're not even pretending they're a potential championship team yeah. anyway. But well, you like, shouldn't be. Yeah. So you know, I think that. But that's a reminder that a they should have expanded the playoff. It was like just right there for. It's them. still surprising they haven't. Yeah, like, it, it was right there. It was just right there. Even if you don't want to do it next year, right. into the future, just like with baseball. Like with, yeah, baseball. baseball's not going to have that playoff they had this year. But whatever. Just like if any way to get more money in, just do it for this year. And I think it may speak to baseball has one person in charge, <laughs> and college mm-hmm. football does not have one person in charge. So there's no one that can that can put that together. But um, you know, it does feel it's a reminder that when we get, when we get to the playoff. Um, 
all the usual fury and shaking rage about someone getting in, I feel like it's going to be a little bit muted this year just because it's just an aberration across the board. Oh, well, you underestimate people, man. Cincinnati, BYU. True. So, Oregon. They haven't even played yet. <laughs> yeah, the pa- we haven't mm-hmm. talked about it. The Pac-12 starts this weekend, right? I think so. Uh, you so. Think USC and Arizona State are, are kicking off at 9 a.m. local time. Why not? Not fans of the stadium. Hey, Big noon kickoff. Big noon kickoff, hey, baby. The, uh, the, the, MLS, remember the MLS had their MLS back tournament. Games are starting at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's just like mm-hmm. whatever to get that TV money. Mm-hmm. You get yeah. that TV money yeah. however you can. I mean, it's it's becoming more and more regular tonight. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday night. I said earlier there's Maction. Actually, I kind of like what Mac is doing, leaning into almost all weeknight games. Um, mm-hmm. That that's they you know they're kind of like recapturing that because TV money, right? Uh, Hawaii has a midnight kickoff, midnight Eastern kickoff. Uh, so if you're a, a true degenerate and you're up for staying up past midnight and watching Hawaii football, that's playing. Tokyo University? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Tokyo University. I don't know. San Diego I they're thing. bad at football. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say. The the, the Hansai Dragons are really yeah. something. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, Hawaii's got a football game this weekend. So a couple uh, trends uh, that I picked up on um, for Georgia-Florida. Uh, since 2008, Florida's won three. Georgia's won three. Florida's won three. Georgia's won three. So... Does the streak continue that way, or does it go where Georgia wins their fourth in a row? Um, another trend uh, in oh, election years. We'll answer that in a little bit. Okay. Another trend in election years, uh, going back to the year 2000, Florida won. Uh, 2004, Georgia won. 2008, Florida won. 2012, Georgia won. And then 2016, Florida won. So there's another trend. I was trying to get it to where if it was... Republican or Democrat, but those things didn't line up. Didn't like, line up. that was yeah. just kind I mean, of like a, a wild good card. One. That's a yeah, pretty that's good not bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty um, good. So, uh, did I have another one? Oh, Columbus. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have that. Legion Field. I don't have that. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, well, no, it was 94 and 95 uh, that they played on at home and home. Oh, yeah. I know what the other one was. I wrote it at the very bottom of the page. This is the latest, the, the Georgia-Florida game has been played since... 80? 1991. 91? Okay. Yeah, they played on uh, November 9th. Oh, wow. Okay. 1991. So uh, they're playing on the 7th this year. Is that what Saturday is? Whatever Saturday is. At 15.30, right? Halloween was the 31st. 15.30? 15.30? Oh, the time. Yes, you're doing military time. I am. Oh. Okay, okay. See? (laughs) Oh, no. Daylight savings time? No? Uh, Yeah. By the way, I do not like... Fallback. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just doing the, fallback election week when everyone is like, again, not everyone was as smart as you, Tony, to get like a full night's sleep, but like it's going to be like, like the, I, I remember 2000 staying up all night and watching all of it and being, and then like the next day being like, all right, let's go. Who's drinking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not, that's not happening anymore. Yeah, because you're not, mm-hmm. you're not 20 or you however were, old you were in 2000. You weren't 20 in 2000 either. I, I was, was tw- not. I was 25. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do the picks? We should do picks. Man, you got a lot of them on here. So, uh, by the way, are we just doing picks? No trivia. Do you want to explain it? Are you just explaining? Yeah, no. Well, yeah, I'm fine with it. I got I got deadlines tomorrow, yeah. and this is We're, not this one is of a them. tighter <laughs> show this week. This yeah. is a tighter show this week. Um, uh, to be entirely honest, I th- this is a uh, um, uh, this has been a very welcome thing for me to be out of the house uh, right now. But uh, the the minute this is over, uh, yeah, I'm, y'all I'm, start school on Friday on Monday. We start school on Monday. We start school on Monday. You so made it. This could be uh, knock on wood. Not there yet, but the numbers have not. 
it was all been good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, uh, good, good times across the board. So, uh, if you aren't going to the Georgia Florida game, and maybe you're looking for somewhere local to mm-hmm. get your nosh on, mm-hmm. you can go Mexican. You know, with some chips and dip over at El Barrio, you can go more. Uh, Ooh, the pork I guess, belly turf. gorditas, man. Yeah, those That's are good. I'm a chimichanga guy. Robert Wolf's got my back on the chimichanga. <laughs> uh, what he has you, my back on literally nothing else right now. That's but, true. But he does that's have true. On the chimichanga. Uh, you can get the tapas and uh, tapas to go, or the the wine over at the the Pine Bar. I mean, I still we have not spoken about it enough this year, but. Uh, Part of our uh, podcast partnership is also with the Eleventh Pin over at the bowling alley. So you want to scoot on in there? They have the best chicken fingers, best, best chicken fingers around in Clark County, maybe Oconee County as well. Uh, so you can go there, and then you know the route is below the Pine Bar, so you've got plenty of options to to either get takeout. They do a great job of that, or uh, actually stop in because they do a very good job social distancing. Even uh, the pub on Main in Watkinsville. Yeah, pub on Main's got easily the nicest uh, outdoor dining in Oconee County. Um, big fan of sitting out there. It's uh, um, ask I, for Huey. Got a TV. I always ask for Huey. You got a TV sitting out there. Um, you can watch the ball game, and it is legit the best liquor list this side of Washington, Kentucky. So right. picks, yeah, picks. But uh, I, but I would like to note, by the way, uh, one thing you may be missing from the uh, previous podcast: we shot the dog. Well, not <laughs> we shot the dog, we, so uh, there's no issues on this one. Uh, we, we, we didn't want to do it. I love dogs. These guys, they are not really into dogs. But I love dogs, but unfortunately... Uh, You're literally, literally begging the dog to come up here and bark. Yeah. No, we can't, but you guys had to do it because Scott's like, I, can't, I don't want to have to isolate the audio or the dog. You know, we got some comments out. that people actually like the dog barking. Oh. Oh, yeah. um, forget well, what I said. Get new dog. Get new dog. So you, so you can subscribe to Dog Barking Daily. <laughs> yeah. Dog Barking Daily. Yeah. You know, I don't hear the crickets as much. Maybe it's because it's like freezing cold out here. It's pretty cold out here. Yeah, it's good it's though. Fun. This is this is my favorite. So brisk. This is this is my favorite weather. This is actually my favorite weather. In the world. Yeah, I'm a I am a fan. I mean, this will suck if it's still doing this in April, but, you know. You know what else uh, Tony's a fan of is being in first place in the fun office. First place! I didn't want to brag, but since you brought it up. By one point, it's a narrow read over Craft Dog. Okay, cool. Not Crap Dog, Craft Dog with an F. Uh, Tony's got 327 points. Craft Dog is uh, close behind. I said he was up by one, so Craft Dog has 326. Let's see, Will Leach, I saw him. He's uh, ranked 25th, uh, only 19 points behind... Tony, you got Parrish Walton right there with Will. Uh, Walt. You I don't got call him that, but I've just said who else? You got Jim now. Wood uh, at ranked 39th, 303. You got Shan out uh, in the Pacific Northwest, ranked yeah, 46. Yeah, UGA Carey is about that that area too, right? Huh? She, UGA Carey is somewhere in that area. I oh, think. I thought you meant Pacific Northwest. So no, I was like, well, oh, well, who knows? She did that. Carey's, Carey's uh, yeah, all over the place. Carey's uh, ranked 70th. Okay. She's uh, 283. I'm still scrolling. I don't see. You're on the other page. Mine. I'm on. I'm ranked 104th. Okay. That's uh, that is not bad for somebody that barely picks. <laughs> that, that I'm going to pick tonight. Okay. I'm going to pick tonight. So uh, we'll go into the picks, and we are going to start out west. Uh, if I can find the sheet. Yes, yeah, a Friday night game, guys. Yep, Friday night BYU undefeated BYU seven. They've played seven games already. I think uh, they've got. Sk- 79 schedule, 17 schedule. I mean, they're playing think, a they're playing a college basketball schedule. Think about this. They have a doubleheader with Hawaii and <laughs> Tokyo. Yeah, Tokyo. BYU. We're all there. They, uh, and I can't I can't do this. It's 2145. Is that 945 kickoff? Yeah. Um he's getting really good. Yeah. 
It's got a calculator to seven, take two two hours off, twelve hours. BYU seven and zero, and Boise State's two and zero. Yeah, <laughs> totally makes sense. And UCLA is zero and zero. So a, who you got it's a wild on this? Year. I think BYU favorite. is legit awesome. They're this year. fun too. BYU is really fun. Uh, we t- you talked about Cincinnati. I don't, I don't know. I mean, if BYU continues being this fun, I'm not necessarily against it. Yeah, and this is the game. This is kind of their last game where they can make a statement. Yeah. You beat you beat Boise State that goes on to win the Mountain West or dominates the Mountain West just because of the cred that Boise State has. If if you go you go to the blue turf field and whip them, you start getting that kind of recommend, recognition as that team this year. Yeah, you know, it's worth remembering that, you know, going into the idea that who who would you want to be that fourth team? I would definitely rather it be an undefeated BYU Absolutely. than a one loss Pac twelve team. Yeah. Yes. Or yeah, so. so Yeah, give me BYU. Even right. a one loss Notre Dame team, we'll Cuckoos. get to that game in a second. But if they yeah. if their loss is to a Clemson with a backup, uh, I'd rather see BYU in that game. Well they probably would have two losses because I have to play Clemson again. Again, and then they won't <laughs> oh, win that one right. either. ACC this year. Uh Troy at Georgia Southern. Trois. Yeah, battle of kind of Southern Alabama versus Southern Georgia. I think Troy's a better football team. Our my Georgia State friends won't like that, but I think they are Georgia Southern. Your Georgia Southern friends are not going to be happy. The fact you referred to him as Georgia State, but I'm fine with I it. I said Georgia State. Yeah, I'm at Georgia Southern. Yeah, I will take Trois. I will take whoever's playing GSU. They hate that too. They do hate that. Uh, all right, Oklahoma State tough loss last week. Big Twelve is uh, they made Texas trembling. Be back. Uh, Kansas State, uh, they took a big L last week at uh, West Virginia. I'm look, I have to say, one thing about the Pac-12 coming back, it makes me feel a little bit better about doing what I want to do, which is just starting to ignore the Big 12 entirely. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> like, it'd be really helpful <laughs> to just like, uh, there's a lot of stuff in my mind right now. Crossing the Pac-12 off, I think, would be very handy. I will take Oklahoma State, but uh, it'd be nice if they lost to so just take that off my plate. I have two questions. Is Mike Gundy 50 yet? He's got to be because he was forty, you know, about thirteen years ago. Okay, so yeah, I think I think Mike Gundy's going to work some stuff out on Chris Cleveland this week. <laughs> they almost won that game against Texas. I was watching it. God, it was they, they, they got let, a pretty decent young quarterback. So they let Texas be back. Spencer Rattler, right? No, he's Oklahoma. He's Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, then that other guy. Uh, all right, Pittsburgh at Florida State. Florida State's favored by two and a hook. That's too many points. Give that me Pitt. I, I would go Pitt as well. I'm going to go with uh, Pittsburgh Secretary of State uh, <laughs> Brad Roethlisberger <laughs> to lead them to their victory here. And then you got the Louisville, the Louisville Cardinals uh, traveling to Charlottesville. Wow, what a disappointing year! I, it's Virginia's actually not having. happening. Actually, oh, it's it, not. It just they got during canceled? this game. Just got alerted that there's a COVID. Uh, this game, you can take it off the schedule. Okay, it's not. I'll happening. pick Louisville instead. Which is why I had 14 games on there yeah. because I, I. So what happens if you have a game in here? Just, is they it? just stack it down. Okay, they stack it down. So wherever you have it picked, they'll pull it out and they'll move the other teams above. So I can't rank down. it like 12 confidence points and then get yeah. the 12 points. No. Okay. It's a shame, too, because this game being in Charlottesville, there's very good teams on both sides. There are. So, unfortunately, you can't. God. All right. Clemson and Notre Dame. No Trevor Lawrence. I just still got to say Clemson. It's the talent gap. I don't know, man. I'm going to go with Ian, Ian Book and uh, Notre Dame. I have to say, I think I'm going to, too. I think I'm going to. I'm, uh, I'm antsy about this one, but it feels Clemson's talent is overall better, and uh, 
And uh, uh, I just, it feels like, wouldn't this of all freaking years be the year that Notre Dame wins the ACC? Everything falls like perfect <laughs> for them. They get Clemson without Lawrence. I don't know. It just, I, that scenario is too enticing to not. It is tasty. A, to yes. pick Notre it's Dame. a one four matchup. Still, pick, still picking Clemson. All right. Uh, Michigan uh, goes to upstart Indiana. <sighs> I have to say, if Michigan loses this game, and for the record, for the record, uh, another good thing that Stu Mandel had in his mailbag this week. I've been reading a lot of sports stuff this week. It's good for the soul. Um, they, because uh, uh, if someone asks a question, is Harbaugh in trouble? Because I think the loss last week is without question the worst loss of Harbaugh's tenure. And the whole idea with Harbaugh is how when will they get tired of him just hitting a certain level and then bumping his head in the ceiling? Now actually looks like you're losing to Michigan State like a not a good good props to Mel Tucker by the way we didn't talk about that yeah but props to Mel Tucker but um the if he loses this game the theory is listen Michigan's president is not a big football dude he's more of a budget guy they're private university. You can see them not wanting to cut the con. As 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 Mandel pointed out, there's not like a bunch of Michigan crazy SEC boosters. They're gonna be like get this guy out of here. But it would certainly feel like the start of the downward spiral uh, if they lost. I'm gonna pick Michigan, but I will tell you, um, it's very hard for me as much as I dislike Indiana basketball to enjoy Indiana football as much as I'm enjoying right now. But they are super fun. I would love to see him win, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the bad guys and go with Michigan. I'm picking Michigan. Don't tell my in-laws. Can anybody tell me what... Uh, Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix. Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> Indiana's record versus Michigan is since 1968. Oof. Uh, they have three wins? Do they have three wins? I'm going to say th- four, but that's just four. They won in 68. That I know. Mm. No, they, won, they probably won in 67. That's why you can call it. Oh, they're 68. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they won in 67. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's right. They went sixty-eight. Sure. They went the sixty-eight Rose Bowl. So yeah, if um, I would think that th- th- Harbaugh's in trouble. If Are you going to tell lose- us Harbaugh's in trouble if he loses Indiana this year? Because since nineteen sixty-eight, Indiana is one in thirty-nine. One in thirty-nine versus Michigan. Michigan has won twenty-four in a row. Indiana's last one was nineteen eighty-seven. Wow, was that Anton Randall L? No, that's I before. think that's, that, pre that's, him. that's pre him. That's pre him because he played when I was in college. Oh, did he? I was okay. in college then, yeah. yeah, so I didn't mean to. Date so I'm going to pick Indiana. <laughs> I want it. I oh, want chaos. it. I want it, but I just can't do it. All right, uh, then we've got uh, some more chaos. I looked up this uh, also the series record, but it's very platonic. Minnesota and Illinois, they kind of they like to win in a couple years, and then the other one wins. So it's nothing, yeah. you know jaw-dropping like that. But, uh, yeah, Minnesota goes to Champaign. For the record, Illinois almost won that game last week. With all of their COVID problems and all of their yeah. issues, they almost won that game. And they game turned it on late. Yeah. I mean, and, and they Illinois was playing their fourth-string quarterback. Imagine what we would do if Georgia were down <laughs> to its fourth-string quarterback <laughs> In an SEC game, I see what you now. Did there. Imagine what Illinois' <laughs> oh fourth-string quarterback I is like. Luke Ford, <laughs> and they still almost won. They still almost won. Um, oh, it makes you question what Levy Smith's doing. Yeah, uh, uh, it, it, and listen, you know, there, it does feel this was supposed to be the year that they were building toward. 
I feel like the COVID thing of losing Brandon Peters, who played lousy against Wisconsin, by the way, but it feels like they're going to give him a little bit of a pass. I was impressed with how they pulled it together last week. I think Illinois is going to win this game. Yeah, give me Illinois. Yeah, row the boats 0-2. Illinois is 0-2. Let's make it 1-2. Let's sink some boats. Uh, last Big Ten game, Nebraska at Northwestern. Go Cats. Yeah, they're 2 It does not screw up Frost Day again. I know, I know I keep going back to Mandel. This was a particularly good Mandel mailbag this week, and he had a great thing about Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, just about the idea of, like, would, Illinois, would, would the Big Ten trade Nebraska for Vanderbilt right now? Oh, Would wow. they trade Nebraska for Vanderbilt right now? And, uh, and would the SEC make that trade? No. Absolutely not. Because the great joke, the the, the 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 great kind of through line about Nebraska is every division they're ever, every conference they're ever in, they're always they have some sort of envy about somebody else, whether it's Oklahoma or it's Texas. Like the idea they would go to the SEC, like imagine, like oh, are you offended by Wisconsin? Yeah. Well, welcome to Georgia and Alabama <laughs> and everyone. So uh, ne- Missouri <laughs> looks down on you, bro. Yeah, having <laughs> Nebraska be the punching bag for college football right now is a not unsatisfying thing. But I'm still going to root for him against Northwestern. Sure, <laughs> so I I know Northwestern is a favorite in this game. Yeah, uh, four and a half. I, I'm taking I'm taking Nebraska. Go Cats! All right, uh, Texas A&M goes to Columbia, South Carolina. They probably don't travel there that often. A&M's ranked seventh. They lost to Alabama. They're kind of in the same position George is in. Going to prove trying to prove something. Uh, what is Carolina? Which Carolina shows up this week? Um, so the, I think the last time A&M played there was the Kenny Trill game. Uh, oh, that's right. Thursday night. 700 yards or something stupid. And then flamed out five weeks later. Um, uh, A&M's going to beat the crap out of them. A&M. Yeah. Then uh, 0-4 Vanderbilt goes to 1-4 Mississippi State. Boy, that, that little boomlet of Mississippi State uh, deflated very quickly. Yeah, but there's nothing. I mean, I don't like to throw a street buster around, but Vandy's a street buster. Yeah, I'll take Mississippi State. All right, uh, Tennessee at Arkansas. Yes, yeah, the smart ass of me wants to pick. This Arkansas, is an interesting game, right? This is an interesting game. I mean, essentially, you have a program that is playing with house money at this point because they played much better. Um, they hired a guy who literally his job was to come in and make people better about, feel better about the program, and start a week one against Georgia, and then they went off and like probably the legit should have three wins right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am probably going to pick Tennessee. It would not surprise me in the least if Arkansas wins this game. I'm picking Tennessee, but I don't want to. Yeah, that's kind of the way I am. Yeah. yeah. Games in Arkansas. Arkansas gave Georgia a run for its money and Auburn. Uh, I'm going to go with the Hogs. Oink. Woo, so we pick. All right, and now uh, 3.30, CBS, Florida. I'm reading that first because it's... <laughs> I, I, I'd like to note, I haven't made that mistake once this show. It was, I'm, I'm reading the left column to the right column. I mean, Georgia's the home team. I mean, they're the, yeah, they're the away game. So Florida yeah. travels to Georgia, not really in the neutral site game. Um, you know, I was uh, if, I'm, if, I'm an under, if, if I am an uninterested party reading the tea leaves of this game... I'm I'm really leaning Florida. Um, I'm th- I'm sure that most pundits are going to pick Florida. You know, you're going to watch game day live in South Bend. I assume that's where they're going to be. Um, you're going to see you know Desmond and Kirk and Lee, Crazy Lee. 
He might put on a. He won't put on any, any helmets for for Florida. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Or by the way, myself. is there any worse gig in acting than being a, a mascot at Lee mascot at Lee Corso's house for game day? <laughs> He's got them all, dude. There are there are people that have that on their resume, and they're just like. You know, I'm I can't ass- wait to Chevy's open. I'm back assuming up. they have extra mascot heads because he gets them shipped to Florida every week. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> I can't wait till Chevy gets back open. Chevy's gets back. That's a good line. I like that. Thank you. I'm but, a uh, fan of Chevy's. Yeah, well, I know, yeah. I've always had a soft spot for Chevy's. The last time, oh, kids are fine. Not the dog. The kids are fine. Uh, the last time I went to the Georgia Florida game was 2014. I think it was about 35 degrees. I took my two boys. They were a lot younger then, and they were uh, they were adding to the misery uh, because they were cold, and I heard about it the entire game. Uh, also in that game, Treon Harris was the quarterback. He was 3-for-6 for 27 yards passing, but Georgia lost 38-20 to because Florida rushed the ball 60 times for 418 yards. The game wasn't even really that close because Brennan Douglas scored with three seconds left because uh, – the game was really about 38-13 throughout that. There, Georgia wasn't even in it. So I, I tell that story because I think that's kind of what we're looking at this year for Georgia. I don't think uh, Stetson Bennett's going to be 3 of 6 for 27 yards, but if the dogs run for 300-plus yards and control the clock, I'm fine with that. So I'm going to predict the same score that happened in 2012 when uh, Jordan Reed fumbled going into the end zone after uh, Jarvis Jones tackled him and swatted him. George is going to win this game. It's going to be a nail-biter. They're going to win 17-9. to Wow. If it's 17-9, to uh, actually, I don't know if it'll feel like a nail-biter if it's 17-9. to If it's 17-9, to I feel like Georgia will have oh, it, total imposed game control, their right? will yeah. uh, on, on Florida. I will say this. Um, I agree with you. Uh, if I were a disinterested party... This feels like a total. We've talked before about the national narrative, um, waiting for Kirby to screw up, and waiting to have, waiting for them. Listen, I think nationally people are bored of Georgia. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe they are bored of Georgia. Uh, now they won't be bored if they break through and win the national championship. But right now Georgia is. It remains Alabama Junior, a team that you have to deal with, uh, and it doesn't play very exciting football, but wins. Uh, and so people are rooting for that to end. And Mullen is a great villain right now, and uh, and the type of guy that people like. I just, if Florida doesn't win this game, you've got to wonder when they're gonna, because um, this feels the best shot you're going to get at Georgia for a while with the injuries, with Bennett, who I do not believe will be the quarterback the next time these two teams play, even though he will have another year of eligibility. I do not think this is, the, this is says it's one game uh, that he will get against them. Um, this is the time to get him. I'm worried about that if they fall behind late and Bennett tries to do too much. That's, that's my worry in this game. But I do think that Georgia's talent is enough to make Florida be the one on that last drive rather than Georgia being the one on that last drive behind and them being able to stop them. I will take Georgia 24, Florida 20. You know, one of the things that I I keep turning over my head about this game is how much how much does the quarterback matter. Um, 
on a macro sense, obviously, there are games later in the season, especially if Georgia wins this game, that the quarterback will matter a great deal because at that at some point you are matched up talent for talent, and uh, while the quarterback is the most important player on the field, uh, you can't overcome that with scheme coaching and being able to to basically muscle people around. Um, what worries me about this game is that I think Georgia probably does have to force Florida to kick field goals instead of score touchdowns uh, because Georgia can't get behind the script. Just can't do it. Um, even even if Stetson Bennett were the quarterback we saw in the second half of Arkansas or the first half of Alabama, I just don't think we're built – we're not built to be the team. I, I don't – it's not that – it's not that Kirby can't do it. It's that we haven't been in a position where he's had to. Like, really had to figure out a way to come back and win. The thing that scares me about that is the, where our defense is. And, yeah, we have plenty of talent. We've shown the propensity to give up long pass plays, especially early. It's hard for me to say with certainty that um, we can go down there and manball our way to a win which makes me, um, which puts me in a position of thinking that Georgia is going to be the team that's got to score late to win. Mm. Um, if that's the situation we're in, I think there's probably only two outcomes: uh, the the legend of the mailman is made, or, or he never uh, starts another game for Georgia. Or he never starts another game for Georgia. <laughs> and I, we and we could be in a situation where he doesn't start another game for Georgia, win or lose. That's true. Um, but I remain, I remain scared of what we have to do defensively to keep Florida from scoring points because we're going to be in a situation where we, we can't score quite enough. And that makes me think we lose this game 27-24. And it hurts me to say that. Uh, but that's just that's kind of the way I feel about it. So I like that idea. So basically, in my scenario, um, Georgia, is, Florida is driving to try to win twenty seven twenty four. In your scenario, Georgia's down twenty seven twenty four, trying to trying to make it an, an interception happen. Yeah. Hey, y'all, at me if I'm wrong, please. Well, I gotta tell you, I, I will. Mean, I will your, happily. I will happily take the Twitter and admit my my. Your uh, scenario was the. I almost landed in the yeah, well, exact and, same place. Look. I, I, I do not I do not say this blindly. Uh, it does hurt me to think that we're going to lose to Florida, um, and and I don't I really don't think it is as much about Stetson as it is much about. Um, in order for Stetson to be the quarterback he has to be, we had to play from the front, and uh, and I don't I don't again I don't say that blindly. I just think that um, our defense is going to be in a situation where they're stressed to the point they haven't been stressed yet. And we have to keep Florida kicking field goals. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's like the 2017 Notre Dame game. Um, they scored touchdowns instead of kicking field goals. The whole narrative of 2017 is different. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't, right? They kicked a lot of field goals, and Georgia scored touchdowns. Um, this feels like that game. It feels like a game where we don't make them do that enough. And it puts us in a position of having to play a different game that we want to play. That seems like a very possible scenario. I'll have to put you at the beginning, like edit you at the beginning. And no, no, no. Tony always goes. Look, last. I'm, I'm. Look, this Tony is probably the first last. time ever that I've been the one to pick 
Georgia to lose when y'all pick them to win. Well, uh, have you? I don't think Scott's ever picked them to lose. I've well, never I mean, <laughs> no, but that's so, I mean, no. But I mean, I've always followed you. I've, I've yeah, never usually. I've never descended on my own. I don't think but. we've ever. Usually, if Will picks someone to lose or Georgia lose, you follow suit. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that I've. I ever... I think this is the first time that I have picked a team to win. Yeah. to win when you have picked. I agree. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a weird week where Will is more optimistic than Tony is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm talking about Football Tony. Football wise, sir. Tony, yeah, well, yeah. Talking about Tony in, in third person, like Tony, Tony Waller. Well, like, you're talking about Kadarius Tony. Yeah, well, I'm also talking about uh, Ricky Henderson. I don't know. Um, again, feel free to at me. I don't care because <laughs> if Georgia wins, <laughs> there'll be there'll be zero Fs given on this side. <laughs> All right, gents. Well, be safe out there. Be safe. I hope. I, I hope. I do hope we have a president by by Saturday. By Saturday, be handy. Yeah. We may have one. You. We may have one by the time that you listen to this podcast. Future listener. Future listener. Welcome Dear to the future. future. Dear are there future are listener. there are there rocket packs and? I still want to meet the guy that got mad at us for ruining the national championship score. Do you? I don't. <laughs> do you? at all? I hope you're still listening. But yeah. dude, you. Um. Sorry. And I, I can look, say with one hundred percent certainty that guy has never worn a mask during the pandemic. <laughs> I don't know. I about can that. say with one hundred percent certainty. Could just have hit him on a bad day. <laughs> remember your remember your opening salvo where you said, "Remember, people that don't agree with you are not nearly as bad as you think they are." Yeah. Uh, so, no, I, and I don't. It's not that he disagreed with me. <laughs> <laughs> it was that he it does feel like a weird thing to. He yeah. seemed to have a basic lack of understanding how time and space work. <laughs> <laughs> <It's right. laughs> like it wasn't that like oh we disagree on tax policy. It was that like oh you have no. No, I like. How did you even like figure out how to turn your computer on? You know what I need to do? I need to screenshot that, print it out, and put it in a frame and give it to y'all for Christmas present. Uh, <laughs> that review yes. that we got from him. Like that the idea, <laughs> it was just remarkable <laughs> that he was able to listen. <laughs> he just kills. He got me. so angry he went and gave us a one star. I don't review. want to. Yeah, kills I, me. You, now Will brings up a good point. It's like, wait a minute, and look, listen. I appreciate that you're listening to our podcast before you're actually finding out what happens with the game. Oh my God, I figured out who it is. It's my friend Jason who watches every football game on uh, on, on TV, and I'm texting the game. He's like, "I'm not live." I'm like, "It's just Monday." So, and but see the the thing about that though uh, is, <laughs> is at some point you would think that he was that careful. Yeah, and he'd be like, you know, you know, I'm thinking about what my warning area here. Uh, what's my danger zone? Here, and here's a podcast possibly, that says national championship wrap up, which is literally by people who run a podcast. Podcast covering a team that is not playing in this game. Right. <laughs> what do you think it was? Well, uh, Georgia didn't play again. It's absolutely remarkable. Mm. Just it's the funniest thing ever. Oh, thank you. Right, I needed well, a good laugh. Thank everybody, you very much. Everybody, be safe out there, uh, and let's see how it works. And uh, um, go dogs. Go dogs. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at WSLS Podcast. And also make sure to stop by our podcast partners, El Barrio, The Pine Bar, The Root, The 11th Pin. And, of course, if you need any libations, stop by the North Side or West Side Bottle Shops. Or, as always, you can stop by. <laughs> you can always stop by. That's it. Five Points Bottle Shops. No, there's just one of them. It's not plural. It's getting late, uh, so that's why I'm messing those up. But, uh, but yeah, we really appreciate you listening all this time. We recorded this episode two hours ago, so wanted to get this up because it's so late in the week, and the game is just a couple days from now. But uh, hope you all are great. Have a great rest of your week. Stay safe out there, and safe to all of you road dogs traveling down to Jacksonville. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.